0: I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Living in the riches of my Lord and King. I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do. Hey everybody, David Weeder here. Hey, don't you just love it when the Lord interrupts you and tells you to go a different direction because you know that somebody is about to be blessed, delivered set free somebody needs to hear this i was getting ready to sit down and i was going to do a little teaching on tithing the tithe and just before i sat down the lord said no i want you to talk about this so we're going to talk about this and it's going to bless you i've heard people ask the question why do bad things happen to good people Uh, You know, whether it's Uncle Fred or a neighbor down the street, people say, I just don't understand. He was such a good person. How could that have happened? Well, the answer is actually at its root quite simple. Good people make bad choices. Now, I'm not saying that good people consciously make bad choices, I mean, they may. But whether they do it on purpose or not, a bad choice is a bad choice. Let me take you to Proverbs. I tell you what, if you don't have your Bible with you, hit pause. Because I want you to see some of these things in the Word today. This may be just a little longer teaching today than usual, but somebody needs this. So we're going to do it. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs 14 And we're going to read verse 12. There is a way which seems right unto a man. Now, the Amplified actually says that it seems like it's right and it's a straight way. It may even seem like the way. But but Proverbs says, it says, it seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, the Bible says in Deuteronomy, choose this day between life or death, blessing and cursing. It's your choice. It's your choice. Now, David hit on a key here. And I'm going to paraphrase this, but basically, David said, I inquired of the Lord as to whether to pursue or not. And we pursued. That is a key issue. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. Well, you need to stay in that position of inquiring and being open to the Lord to hear the voice, to hear His instruction. Let me give you an example. Because not everything is spelled out in the, in the Bible that we deal with day to day. I mean, take for example, taking your kids to, to school in the morning. Okay? Most of the time, there's not just one route. That you could take. You may get to a point where if you take a right turn, you go down one block, go down three blocks, you're at the school. You could take a left turn, but then you'd have to go down one block, down five blocks, back three blocks, and you're at the school. Now, if you turn right, it's only going to take two minutes, but if you turn left, it's going to take about ten minutes. Now, you're running a little bit late, and your kid needs to be on time. So it would make perfect sense. It is absolutely logical and seems right to make a right turn. But is that what you're supposed to do? You may pull up to that intersection and the Lord said, I want you to take a left this morning. Well, why? It seems right to take a right. Well, at that next intersection, there may be a semi who wasn't paying attention, didn't see the light. Brakes failed, whatever, he runs that signal light and it could result in death. Yours or your children's. It seemed right, but it was a bad choice. It was a bad choice. Bad things happen to good people because good people make bad choices. Now, I'm going to take you, I want to give you an example. Well, I don't want to give you an example. The Lord told me to give you this example. Somebody needs this today, and you need to start applying it to your life right now. It can be... Well, yes, Lord, thank you. It is a matter of life and death to somebody. You've got to grab a hold of this and start applying it. Okay, Turn with me over to Job. the most One of the most misunderstood books of the entire Bible, but we're not going to get into all that right now. We're going to deal with something very specific in the book of Job. Go with me to Job chapter 3. Job 3. Job had a problem. You know, several problems. But one of the key issues that caused the majority of his problems was he worried over his children. Now, before you knee-jerk and come out with a response like, Well, I can't help that. Or I'm just being a responsible parent we're going to deal with that today alright so stay with me we're going to look at this Job chapter 3 and verse 25 for the thing which I greatly feared is come unto me come upon me excuse me which I greatly feared is come upon me and that which I was afraid of is come unto me get this faith and fear are the same force they are the same spiritual force fear is merely twisted faith you can see this easily fear of a dangerous animal is faith in that animal's ability to harm you it's just that simple and just like faith will attract things to you fear will attract things to you as well faith attracts the things of god into your life fear attracts the things of the devil into your life worry is meditating on the lies of the devil in fear got it all right look at this next verse for the thing which i greatly feared is come upon me and that which i was afraid of is come unto me i was not in safety neither had i rest he wasn't resting well he wasn't sleeping at night neither was i quiet he was agitated he was worrying he was up at night he wasn't resting yet trouble came Well, we know why. He was in fear and it attracted trouble to him. Now, let's see what he was in fear about. Go with me back to chapter 1. And let's start in verse 4. Please get this. Please get this. Research this. Study this. Get it into your spirit. And his sons... Verse 4, chapter 1 of Job. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be. He didn't even know that they were doing it. It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Now, it would be one thing if Job went, offered a sacrifice for his children in faith one time, thank you, Father, I have provided the offering, I have made the sacrifice, and I have interceded on their behalf. Thank you for watching over them. No. That's not what he did. One, he didn't even know they were doing it. Two, he offered uh, sacrifices and offerings continually for something he didn't even know they were doing. He was worried. He was in fear. Well, Brother David, I, I just can't help it. That's being a good parent is to be afraid. For my, parent, for my kids worry about what might happen to them. No. Go with me to 1 Peter Chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And let's look at this. Starting in verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand. Mighty hand. Pay attention to that. We're going to see it again here in just a minute. We're not going to see it again, but it's going to come into play. The mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time... Casting all, all, all means all in Hebrew, Greek, Latin, Spanish, whatever you want to look it up in, all means all, including the cares about your children. Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. He does the caring for you. You don't have to. Now, go with me over to Isaiah. Don't tell me you can't help it. He would be an unjust God to tell you to do something to cast all of those cares over onto Him if you couldn't do it. Besides, you can do all things through the anointing which strengthens you. Now look. Under the mighty hand of God, Isaiah 54 And now we know this is talking to us because in verse 8, In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and I say so, Lord. I am the redeemed, and this is talking to us. Look down at verse 10. For the mountains shall depart. Yep, yeah, yeah, there's still mountains around. And the hills be removed. There's still here, hills here. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant, the blood-sworn oath of my peace, shalom, the conditioning of having nothing missing from your life, including children, and nothing broken in your life being at peace be removed saith the lord that hath mercy on thee so that blood sworn oath that he made to you for your peace is still in effect the mountains are still standing and there's still hills on this earth and if you need it more specific than that Go on down to verse 13 and all that's every single one of them, whether they're living like you think they should or not. All thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. The condition of having nothing missing and nothing broken of your children is part of your covenant of peace, which you know is still in effect because there's still mountains and hills around. Don't take the care of your children, whether they're serving God, not serving God, whether you think they're doing drugs, whether they're running around, whether you think they may be in a car accident or who they're going to marry, who they're not going to marry, cast all of your care over on Him. For He cares for you. He wants the best for you. And part of that is the protection, the safety, the well-being, the peace of your children. Grab a hold of this today. Put it to work in your life today and you'll be right smack in the middle Of the blessing. I tell you what. I love you today. I want the best for you. Be blessed. In Jesus name.